Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, she's back after choosing another guy. I've got an email here from a viewer. He's been following my work, uh, I guess, past several months. He's been dating a few different women. And he says, recently, a woman got back in touch with him who he only went out on two dates with her a little over a year ago. And she ended up getting serious with another guy that she happened to also be dating. So she was dating multiple different guys at the time. And he was really into this girl. And then when she told him that she was getting serious with somebody else, he figured, hey, fuck it. That's the end of it. But the boomerang, a year later, comes back. And so he started talking to her, chit-chatting, sending messages back and forth. Then he tried to set a date and she was very vague and evasive. Now he hasn't heard from her in like nine days. He's thinking, what the hell? So he sends in some of his text exchange with her and asked me to analyze the situation to get my opinion on it. So I have a quote that I wrote on this topic because this is a, a pretty common one that you're going to see. If you're going to date, whether you're a man or a woman, you're going to encounter basically two types of people. In essence, people that have integrity and those that really don't because they're insecure. People that lie, who deceive, who are dishonest. The reason that they're not honest with people is because they're afraid what's going to happen if they are honest. They fear the consequences so bad that they go ahead and do things that are out of integrity because of how the negative potential consequences. They don't have a real strong sense of right and wrong. So the quote says, there are basically two types of people you encounter in the dating world. Number one, those who are comfortable and happy being single and unattached. And number two, those who are insecure and don't like being alone. People who are comfortable and happy being single don't need other people for validation or a security blanket. They don't lead people on and have a healthy enough self-esteem that they end relationships when it is time for them to end instead of trying to line up a replacement before a breakup. Those who are insecure and don't like being alone never end a relationship unless they have at least one or even several backup lovers on the side. By understanding this dynamic, you can save yourself a lot of unnecessary drama, suffering, and heartbreak by being very clear that you will only date or become involved with new lovers who have completely ended their relationships with other people before starting new ones. And this email is like case in point. This guy gets involved with this particular type of woman and it's obvious that things have not completely ended with the boyfriend that she got serious with when she blew him off a year ago and she in essence is just kind of putting her finger in the water to see where he's at. And she even mentions the boyfriend when she reaches out but he's still trying to set a date with her. And you can see this guy, he only went out there two times. He said, I was totally crazy about her. I really liked her. And again, what you see here is a guy projecting his dating fantasy onto a woman he really likes and he's ignoring the reality of the situation. And so he literally just walks right into a situation where he's getting jerked around by this particular woman. If you have lots of choices and lots of options, I mean, think about it. If you've got somebody that you're trying to go out on a date with, 
and they're being very difficult. They don't return the phone calls or the text messages right away or in a timely manner. You try to set a date and there's always some excuse or there's some kind of delay, something you got to wait for. They're going to have to get back to you versus having three beautiful different women that are texting you things like, I miss you. I want to see you. The other night was fantastic. I want to be naked in your bed with you again. I want you deep inside me again. They're saying things like that and you're getting these kinds of texts versus somebody that's giving you, oh, I'm not sure. I got to check my schedule. Things are really hectic and crazy. Who are you going to be paying attention to? Well, obviously the women that are blowing your phone up going, hey, I want you deep inside me like you were last night. But guys who don't have any choices, don't have any options, they look at the fact, I really like this girl. But they ignore the reality of they're getting jerked around by them. And remember, no one will ever do or say anything to you that you don't invite them to do. That's why it's important to understand that there are basically two types of people. People that are, have a healthy self-esteem, they're like, they want the relationship to be done and over and the breakup and the other person to be moved out, the divorce to be done. They want a couple of months on their own just to enjoy themselves and hang out with their friends. They don't feel like they have to have another person in order to be happy. Those people tend to be a little bit more rare. But then you got the flip side is the other people that they got to have somebody. And there's a lot of women out there that before they end a relationship, they're texting and calling other guys and hanging out with them, going to lunch and doing friendship kind of things to kind of warm the guy up, get him ready if they decide to bounce from their current boyfriend. In essence, what they're doing is cheating. I mean it's totally dishonest really because they're weak and insecure. And those kind of people, instead of fixing their relationship or working to resolve it, they're thinking, well, it's just going to be easier to line up a new relationship. And that's why they go through all these gyrations and all this deviousness is to line up somebody else. So it's really emotionally for them, it's not that big a deal when one relationship ends. There's, they're already hanging out with another guy. So he says, hey, Corey, this is Bob. I'm 27 from Denmark and I just want to say I really appreciate what you're doing. It's great. I sometimes watch your videos when I need advice. I've been dating two girls recently who are chasing me, but I decided to move on because I want to feel wow like you talk about in your videos. You can have sex with a thousand different women who you don't feel anything for and don't mean anything to you. And the first time you make love to a woman who you just you love her soul, you love her beauty, you love the sound of her voice. You love the way her mind thinks. You love listening to her. You could listen to her talk all day long. You have a fantastic time with her. When you touch her body, there's something electric there. And you literally make love to her emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically. And she feels the same way about you. It's fucking magical. It's a night and day difference. It makes sex with other women, really, it's like glorified masturbation. There's a, and until you've made love to somebody who's making love to you, you, you're missing out. You just have no idea how magical and spectacular it can be with a really amazing person when you're in love and they're in love with you. He says, I've been alone for a couple of weeks and like you say, the universe has really got a fucking sense of humor. Well, everybody that comes into your life, they're there for a reason. You have a gift for them. They have a gift for you. They're there to help you grow and become better and vice versa. And it doesn't always mean that it's meant to be with that person forever, 
but maybe they're just going to be in your life for a short period of time because you maybe need to grow a little bit of testicle fortitude like Richard Marcinko says, who's the founder of SEAL Team 6, which he wrote some great books in the 90s uh, called The Rogue Warriors, Strategies for Success. The guy was a total badass. I, I, I definitely encourage you to read his books. But again, these kinds of people come into your life to help improve your testicle fortitude and make you stronger because not necessarily meaning that you're going to be with that person but maybe somebody else who you haven't met yet. This person that's currently in your your life jerking you around sometimes makes you stronger emotionally so you're able to do the right thing down the road with somebody who it really matters with, somebody who can you can have that amazing wow experience like he talks about. He says, this girl I was crazy about and had two dates with a year ago got back in touch with me on Facebook. Back then, I took her to an aquarium because we met at the beach and she was also a swimmer. We kissed at the end of the date and it was great. Then we had another date that didn't go so well. She told me she liked me but was already seeing a guy when she met me and wanted to see where that went. So that was it and I moved on. So at least at the time, she didn't string him along, didn't keep dating him when she knew it was going to get serious with somebody else. He says, I've been dating and learning since, little by little, but her I find confusing. Well, when you're confused, it usually means you're about to learn something. He says, when she contacts me, I was thinking, okay, let's see what she wants. I didn't have his highest expectations because I've seen photos of her and a guy on Facebook in a relationship. Now there is no relationship but still recent photos of the two. And that's what's so interesting about Facebook, especially the relationship status, is that you see a progression of things. <clears throat> You'll usually see that a couple that's together, that the pictures will be there and then all of a sudden the relationship status disappears. But the pictures are there. And then sometimes the pictures and the relationship status disappears but then – a few days later, a week or so later, pictures start reappearing, but the relationship status doesn't reappear. And then usually what happens, then all of a sudden that person's profile gets hidden completely, maybe for a few weeks or a month or so, and then it comes back on and then it says relationship status single, and all the pictures of the exit or the person that they were with are completely gone. It's really interesting to watch it. You can really kind of tell what's going on. But in this particular case, because remember, this guy's totally infatuated with this girl. He's thinking, wow, I finally got the chance. She's reaching out to me. She must definitely want to see me now. But it's obvious that it's looking like, if you look at the evidence of what's being posted on Facebook, that it's kind of an on-again, off-again thing that's like in the process of ending, but it really hasn't ended yet because his pictures are still there. But again, when you're infatuated with somebody, you kind of blind, you project your fantasy onto them and you really ignore the reality of really this is right in front of him but he can't see it because his attraction is completely and his infatuation is blinding him. He says, she texted me and asked where I was living and if I was living alone, in other words, do you have a girlfriend? Are you available in case I decide to get rid of this fucking chump that I'm with? That's a real, real reason why she asked. It's not some random thing. She's just making conversations. She's basically saying, hey, are you single? Are you a potential replacement if I decide to bounce on my current guy? And she said, it's so long since I've seen you now. 
and I read it as, invite me out. So I asked about her schedule and said, when are you free? She didn't give me a day. She says she wasn't sure this week. In other words, I haven't completely dumped this guy yet, but I'm thinking about it. And asked how my schedule was and said she would think of something and said deal. However, it's been nine days since I've heard from her. Is she just playing games to see if I'm still interested in her? She's, there's no games about it, dude. She's being very deliberate. She's being a detective. She's just lining up her potential replacements. And you might, you're probably like one of like four or five dudes that she's gotten in contact with and had this same kind of conversation with. Don't take it personally. Think of yourself as a detective. You want to see – because this is a great opportunity to see what is her real level of integrity because, again, you only went out with her twice. So you don't really know her. Is she just playing games to see if I'm interested in her or am I doing it wrong? Well, you're definitely doing it a little bit wrong as you'll see as we go through the rest of this. And as I mentioned a couple of things, you're just – you're completely blinded by your infatuation. You're not seeing things – I mean it's pretty obvious the things I pointed out so far. He says, I was trying to ask her out and make a definite day to meet up but as you can read in our conversation, she's quick to throw the ball back at me. Women help you when they like you. Just like what Adam Carolla said, when a woman likes you, the doors start opening and all you have to do is walk through them but when the doors start closing or slamming in your face, you turn around and you walk away. So the doors appear to be open and he goes to try to walk through them and boom, she slams it in his face in essence. So what does that tell you? She's really not available yet. Therefore, she doesn't warrant much of your time or your attention. She's just putting her finger in. Don't take it personally. Take it as a compliment. The girl's getting back in touch with you. She's just another possibility. And this is why it's great when you leave the door open and you don't burn bridges. You never know what's going to happen. One of my my closest friends from high school has been with his wife for over 20 years. He got three kids now, and this is I learned this from him because he was always dating really beautiful, attractive women, but he was one of those guys who was kind of a natural. They really couldn't explain what or how he did what he did, but he was started dating the woman who eventually became his wife. They dated I guess, about 3 or 4 weeks, but she was also dating other guys and then and he was kind of a mess. He was drinking and partying a lot then. And this other guy she was dating was a little older. He was a doctor, had money, he was more successful. He seemed like a more stable guy. And then she ended up telling him, hey, I'm getting serious with this other guy. And he said, you know, he was pissed at first. He was hurt because like, hey, who does this to me because I'm awesome. You know, that's kind of the way he took it. He's thinking, what a fool she is. He was, very, he was the most popular guy in my class. And he's thinking, you know, she's ditching me for some other dude. But it's like you know, years later when we were talking about it, he's like, yeah, I was a drunk. I, you know, I really wasn't that serious about my life or my goals or my ambition. This guy just had his shit together. And then he just said, hey, well, give me a call if it doesn't work out. Well, sure enough, a month and a half or two months went by and she called him up. And she's like, hey, let's go out. And he's like, sure. And they've been together ever since. And they, they've, they've had like six or seven arguments total in the 20 years they've been together and they're very happy. Great parents. She still looks beautiful, takes care of herself. They have a great sex life. I mean, they have a great relationship. It's like the only person I know that I grew up with that I can look and say, that guy has the kind of relationship that most people envy or that want. So she continues on. So, so he looks at this 
and says, to me, it's like she's saying, it's been so long since I've seen you, invite me out, but I'm going to make it difficult for you because I'm not sure when I'm free. It's not that she's making it difficult on purpose. She's just trying to see what your availability really is like, but she's not ready to make a date with you yet. He says, however, I def- or she says, I definitely want to see you when you free Bob. This is him assuming this is what she's thinking. He says, okay, then I will figure a day and then do nothing. She hasn't gotten back to me with a day to meet, which is very frustrating, and I want to do something if that is the right thing to do. Right there is the illusion of action. If he really understood my book backwards and forwards, he'd look at her actions. Well, her actions are pretty clear that she's not ready to do anything yet. She's just sticking her finger in the water. And he's going through all these mental gyrations trying to figure out what it means when the reality is she's just testing the waters. She's not ready yet. It's kind of like you got something cooking in the oven. You, know, you stick the thermometer in it. See, oh, It's close to being done but it's not ready yet. The little button hasn't popped up in the turkey yet. He says, normally my experience is when I date a girl, if she turns it down and doesn't come up with another rescheduled date, I know she's not interested. I feel she's making it difficult. I keep it open, but she doesn't act. Again, if you could take a step back from the situation, and it's tough when you're emotionally in it and you're emotionally invested in this girl like he is, but it's just obvious. If she was really ready to make a date, she would have enthusiastically made a date, but instead she's throwing up roadblocks. Well, the roadblocks just mean it has nothing to do with testing you. It just means she ain't ready yet. Don't take it personally. So he says, here's our texting exchange. So here's the first text to him. She says, hey, Bob, how are you? And then he says, hey, Jessica, I'm great. What's the latest with you? And she says, I'm fine as well. Are you still living in her love? Keep in mind, this is in De- Denmark. I've never heard of these cities. She says, how was your work? And he says, and if you notice, his texts get, are, are really long compared to hers. They're usually twice the size of hers. And if you, and when you go to my website, when you actually view this article on my website, you'll be able to see that. You'll be, you'll be able to see that he's investing more energy and effort in getting together and talking with her than she is. These are little things, but it becomes pretty obvious when you know you're able to analyze this stuff. So he continues on. He says, hi, I just got home. I was out to buy a TV earlier. There's a great sale happening today. I'm living in Herlev, but I moved from the Kolegum, I guess it's a city. I don't know how to say it. Probably butchering that, to an apartment. I painted it and got most of the furniture. I just need the last few things. My work is going well, and I was offered two jobs when I was done with my education, so I work full time now. Did you move? It's been a long time. How are you? Remember, be direct, be decisive, get right to the fucking point. And part of the problem is he carries on this long text exchange, which really is unnecessary. I would have just been like, hey, I'm doing great. It's great to hear from you. I'd love to see you. We should get together sometime and catch up when you're free. That would have saved you a lot of time and a lot of fucking little clicks with your thumbs writing all this bullshit minutia, these boring texts. And she says, very nice. I heard there was a sale at Glowstrip. So did you buy a TV? Congratulations on the job. What kind of job is it? Where in her live do you live? Are you living alone? I am moving soon to Nor- Norbro. Why does she ask, are you living alone? 
Because she's being a little bit of a detective. You know, she acts like, oh, we're just buddies. Hey, how you doing? What's up? She's just trying to find out where where is he living in proximity to me? Is he with anybody or is he alone? Is he single? Is he taken? It's all she's trying to figure out because she's thinking about getting rid of the – remember, he's what has he seen on Facebook? The relationship status is gone but the pictures are still there. And he says, yeah, I, I went to Glowstrip but no power. I went to the neighbor, L. Gingaton, whatever that is. I got a 25,000 kroner TV for 15,000 kroner because everyone was going to power so to compete and attract customers. So he just kind of continues on. It's just like this boring long text. I'm not even going to waste my time or your time reading it. And she says, nice. You are dating two girls? Wow. Oh, so he says, you're curious about me dating two girls. He says, but it's nothing serious. So yes, I'm living alone. Cool. Congratulations. Are you moving from so-and-so? How about you? Are you moving in with Peter? I assume that was the other guy. She says, nice, you're dating two girls. Wow, no, I'm not moving with Peter. It's a studio apartment. It's nice, but it's a bit insecure for him. Everything sounds very good with you. Where did you get your education? How is your sister? My sister is better now. She has a boyfriend her own age who's living next to her. She just got home. Blah, blah, blah. He says, well, why isn't he moving in with you? Isn't he your boyfriend? Are you self-employed? And so he's trying to do a little recon and find out where she is. And she says, sounds good Go with your sister. Tell greetings for me and I like your education as well. She says, well, my boyfriend feels insecure as I have this studio apartment, apartment so that's why. Graduate working on my own projects and he continues on. He says, so are you working? So notice she's talking about the fact that the boyfriend's still in the picture. And so he says, let's meet. How does your week look? When are you free? And then she says, this week, I'm not sure. How does your week look? So it's pretty obvious right there that the the boyfriend's in the picture. She talks about him being insecure about her having her own place. So she's not saying something positive about the boyfriend. So again, it's obvious. She's thinking about getting rid of the boyfriend and potentially going out on a date with this guy again. But she's not ready to do that since she stonewalls him. So he kind of tells her about her schedule and then it kind of doesn't really go anywhere and he says, it sounds like a good idea. You can tell me more about your app when we meet. That's okay. In other words, he's just basically saying figure out your schedule. She's saying okay deal. And so he's thinking he's going to – she's legitimately going to check her schedule and get back to him. But it's been nine days and he hasn't heard a damn thing from her. So I look at that big text exchange and you'll see if you go read on the website, it's just a lot of boring bullshit. If he would have just said, hey, great to hear from you. We should definitely get together and catch up. I'd love to see you when you're free. And if she would have given him that same BS excuse, then I would have just said, oh, great. Well, when you figure out your schedule, get back in touch and we'll plan something then. And so say a week or two goes by and he hears nothing and she reaches out, same thing. Hey, how are you? What's new? And he says, hey, well, great hearing from you. What would you figure out your schedule? And she goes, oh, I don't know. Things are still up in the air, blah, blah, blah. Then I would have just said, okay, great. Figure out your schedule. Get back in touch with me. Can't talk then and can't talk right now. 
and you're going to only ask twice just like I talk about in seven principles get an X back. So when the other person reaches out to you first, you're going to ask on two separate occasions to get together and if they give you these vague answers like she's been giving him, then you're going to stop asking altogether and from that point forward, say three or four weeks after that, she reaches out again, hey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Nice to hear from you. Can't talk right now. Got to run. Keep in touch. And you're going to give her that same kind of response because now you're not even trying to ask her out anymore. And one of two things are going to happen. She'll either stop calling and texting you or she'll say, hey, you know, what's your schedule like? We should get together. Because in that way, it communicates to her that you're not trying to ask her out. It also leaves her wondering maybe he got serious with one of these other girls because now he's no longer – he's not talking to me like he once was and he seems to be distracted. He doesn't seem to have much time for me. And so if she's really thinking about getting together, then she'll bring up getting together. Or if things work out with the boyfriend, she'll just disappear again. That's why it's so important that when someone's reaching out to you first, you're only going to ask them on two separate occasions maximum to get together. And if they don't do it from that point forward, one or two text replies, hey, great hearing from you. I got to run. Keep in touch. It's the same response and you're always going to give after that and then one of two things will happen. They'll either bring up getting together or they will stop contacting you. So again, this is a great email to show you how not to interact with someone when they reach out because otherwise you get all worked up over nothing and quite frankly, she's not ready to do anything yet anyway. So the idea is you want to waste as little of your time as possible with somebody like this. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon. 